Hello, and thanks as always for listening. My name is Brian, host of The Plant Podcast. The Plant is brought to you by Thin Manager Software, the global leader in thin client management and mobility solutions. Thin Manager is a Rockwell automation technology. In this episode of The Plant, I had a chance to talk with Will Aha from Panacea Technologies. Panacea has used Thin Manager in projects that are truly creating a unique and revolutionary way to use the software in the biolab and pharma technology space. Hello and welcome to The Plant. I'm your host, Brian Harned, and joining me today is Will Aha from Panacea Technologies. Panacea Technologies is a platinum level Thin Manager system integrator partner. They have been delivering cutting-edge solutions for their customers for well over 20 years. Panacea was recently featured on the Thin Manager blog with a story about deploying Thin Manager as part of a benchtop bioreactor solution for a customer. They even won a Pharma Innovations Award for the project. Will, thanks for joining me today and agreeing to talk a little about the amazing solution uh, and the, the amazing way that Panacea has implemented Thin Manager. Uh, before you get going, why don't you give us a little history on yourself, how long you've been with Panacea and how long you've been doing integration work? Yeah. So, uh, actually lucked into automation. I had a co-op, uh, at a plant out in California and I was with, uh, two other plant engineers and we got randomly assigned, um, some automation, uh, homework and the other two ended up going into the design space and then some like color recognition space respectively. And I got assigned to a, a plant maintenance manager that handed me a slick 505 and said, uh, figure out how to program this by the time you come back on Monday. So um, that's how I jumped into automation. Absolutely fell in love with the industry. Um, thought it was one of the coolest things ever to really go by plants and see them for more than just buildings and always kind of wonder what was going on inside. So um, that's how I got my start into the industry. And I've been with Panacea uh, four years this week, actually. Um, Panacea has been around a lot longer than that. Uh, they've been around since 1996, uh, kind of interesting company because, uh, system integrators kind of take one of a couple of paths. You can either really buckle down and uh, focus on an industry or a, a subset of industries, um, and, and really do everything within there or kind of expand out and do a little bit of everything. And, and Panacea really buckled down into the regulated industry space, specifically, uh, pharma and, and biotech. And so we've been I'm doing projects there since 1996. Um, we've been doing projects since uh, before there were standards for a lot of things that, that guide what we do now. So it was kind of interesting to be around, um, you know, in the advent of, of things like Part 11 and, and all of that as a company. So uh, really neat time to jump into the industry as things were kind of solidifying. And, and that's what we do now. We, we pretty much handle all projects from, uh, you know, from the HVAC and building automation side down to the actual growing the cells and, and harvesting them and and um, everything but packaging pretty much. So it's a really, really neat place to be in because um, a lot of the systems that we do are, are in um, a lot of the pharmaceuticals that are made in the U.S. I, I think that's neat. You know, when you when you get into a niche like that, like in pharma, I think a lot of times that's where your best innovation comes from too. When you're not trying to be broad for everybody, but you really start to focus on, on exactly. one. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, so, okay, well, 
you know, you guys just did a story with us on the Thin Manager blog about your benchtop bioreactor project and really the solution you came to uh, for your customer. And I, I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about that uh, project and the the challenges and just some of the requirements that got you guys, you know, to yeah, the end result. So to your previous point, uh, the the it's now called the Panacea Open Bio. Um, because the Panacea automated fermenter control system seemed like a mouthful. So we decided to name it something different. But uh, that really was born out of uh, our focus on the industry. So you talked about what happens when you really become a niche inside of an industry. And, and that's what happened with us. So since we live and breathe pharma and biotech, you start to see little places where improvements can be made or where something, uh, you know, there should be a, a new product uh, built or something like that. And Open Bio really came out of that. It started with a, a specific client, but um, the problems were really problems that were being faced by everybody in the in the industry. So uh, we were dealing with this lab space where you have these benchtop bioreactors. And, and for the listeners that don't know what that is, um, it, it's it's really a a fermentation vessel that cells are grown in um, that can fit on the top of a bench. That's why it's called benchtop. Um, so it's usually uh, less than 100 or 200 liters, um, sometimes 250 liters. Uh, so it, it's a fairly small scale. You'll see, um, you know, almost like mason jar size up to uh, bigger bucket size where they're running tests or, or companies may um, have a new cell line that they want to try out. So they, they try all the different ways that you can um, control the different variables of the process to see what's going to produce the best cell or the most of the cell, things like that. Um, so you see this in lab spaces and you see this in, in uh, scale up. Uh, processes as well. And they were, I mean, the, the existing technology um, is just behind what we would expect in the manufacturing space or what we'd expect in, in consumer space, really. So uh, we were dealing with clients that um, had uh, benchtop bioreactors that were built with entirely, uh, you know, non-open sourced uh, hardware. So, so things that are white labeled, and it's really tough to get a hold of. Um, you would have these deals where there'd be two uh, reactors that you could control at a time and that's it. So you got a screen mounted in the middle of them um, and, and you might accidentally control the one on the right side or you mean to control the one on the left side. Uh, sometimes they're deployed in groups of six where you have a screen that's at the end of a, a, um, a row of reactors and you have to control a reactor that's all the way on the other end. And a really funny story about that, the, the real, the real you know, aha moment that came out of we really need to do something is we were touring this state-of-the-art uh, biotech lab. I mean, it was it was really fancy. There was the floor-to-ceiling windows, uh, had all the every gadget you could possibly imagine on the inside. I mean, it really was state-of-the-art. It looked amazing. It was kind of like you know watching something on TV. And we walked through it, and we were watching scientists run around, and they had a partner scientist sitting on the end of the row looking at the screen, holding a Microsoft Surface, because uh, that's where they had their lab notebook on, a paper notebook so they can do calculations and record data, uh, kitchen timers that were going off, and they were having their partner read data that was sitting on the reactor on the end of the row because they couldn't take their screen with them. Um, then they were going back to a main computer and inputting the data on there. And then it you know, uh, feeds, which is whenever you might feed the cells that are in there, the timers for that were going off, so then they had to go and skip their feeds. And and we were looking at this and it was just crazy to us that such a state-of-the-art facility was was running in this manner because you wouldn't expect that um, in the manufacturing space. You shouldn't be able to start it and just let it do its thing. Um, you know, have some intelligence built in to kind of tweak it. And the really big one is it would be awesome if their HMI was with them. I mean, to be able to walk up to a reactor and make changes right there is, is, uh, is something that was important. So we really, really started to drill down and focus on the user interface 
which is what brought us into Thin Manager. So um, we were able to develop this platform that works on tablets. Uh, and that's the great thing about Thin Manager is where it doesn't matter if it's Apple, um, uh, like iPads ranging from the little small tablets to what I like to call the cafeteria tray tablets because you kind of have to strap them to your arm to use them. <laughs> right. Or the uh, you can use any Microsoft tablet you, or, or your computer if you want to. We've done deployments where uh, they're on rolly carts. So you have a rolly cart that's got a computer and, and a scanner on there so that um, you can scan the codes. But without getting ahead of myself, the, the focus became on the user interface. We wanted scientists to be able to walk into a lab, pick up a tablet that they're used to using in their consumer life, and go interact with the process because we thought this would be a great way to train people. This would be a great way to control the process. And there'd be no doubt what reactor you'd be controlling because using the QR code relevance feature, you have to sit there and take a picture of the code on the front of the reactor and then boom, you know that you're controlling it. Uh, we even added colored stickers and colored uh, backdrops on um, the HMI application so that you, the colors would match and that was a secondary form. So. Um, that, that's, that was really the focus of what we wanted to do. And, and uh, we really started to have a, a whole brainstorm session on how can we make this better. And so it kind of just started out as a pet project. And, and we thought we're going to make this really cool platform. And uh, we had a client that really, uh, really liked it and liked it over what they were uh, currently moving forward with and decided to, to implement. It. And that's really where we got our start. Yeah, that sounds like a huge bump in efficiency, to say the least. Um, what what kind of? I mean, you, you said you had a you know a customer who really liked it, but I mean, just the overall. Have you had a chance to talk to some of the scientists and really you know get some feedback on on what they thought and how it helped pro, you know their productivity? Oh yeah, we, we actually uh, it's it's been a very hectic last couple of weeks because we, we only launched this uh, probably, I think five, six months ago. It hasn't been that long since we launched it. And um, it, word of mouth started to spread pretty quickly. We went to a couple of trade shows and we actually have a marketing unit that we take with us. And the look on people's faces is, is priceless. Cause, cause even if we can't bring the, the demo unit in with us, cause it's kind of, it's like the size of a big computer tower. Um, we'll go into to scientists and start talking to them about it. And they say, Oh, we want to see the software. So I carry an iPad with me in my backpack. Um, I'm able to open that up. I tether to my cell phone, which I usually just prop up against a window because, you know, it can be in, in lab facilities. Uh, sure. Great. But to show them that on just a couple of bars of, of uh, LTE connection and we VPN back into our home office virtual infrastructure and they right there have the actual software. So not even a demo software, but they're running the software that we use internally to test things and right away without really needing to think about it, they're interacting with it. You know, there's no, um, there's not even really a learning curve. There's not a, well, here's where the different buttons are. They right away know, oh, here's where my feeds are. Here's how I set a batch up. Um, and then being able to show them that you can swipe across to go to the image that uh, contains some batch parameters so they can look at that to be able to swipe the other way and go to an image that um, gives them kind of an overview of their lab. And it was really amazing to see them interact with it. And then uh, to let them know, by the way, it's got pretty much automated, autom automatic everything. So automatic feeds, automatic temperature shifts, um, automatic pH shifts. It's got intelligence to allow you to do that in every way that a scientist could want to. So it's kind of like, kind of like giving them the tools to do whatever they want to and then a, an interface on a tablet to build it out very quickly. Um, I mean, it was it's, it, that's such a cool moment to see because um, they're like, oh, well, is this an app on the iPad? I'm like, no, I'm just tethered to my phone. And then it starts to click. Well, because oh, the first question is always, well, is wireless a problem? You know, how does your network need to be? And then when they can see that, it, it really opens up a lot of doors. 
Yeah, that, that's honestly one of the coolest things I have found about working for Thin Manager is, you know, when you do training and when you're showing somebody the product, at, you know, whether it be at a trade show or in an actual training, and you, you show them something that applies directly to a way they would use it, whether it be the QR code and, and taking HMIs or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. And you, you see the look on their face when they're like, oh, my gosh, I need that. You know? Yeah. And even the the real kicker is, is uh, so we were at a uh, trade show, the ISPE trade show um, up in Boston a couple of weeks ago. And um, there's a couple of moments where you have people roaming around and the tablet that we use to showcase how the software works gets taken. Um, so I've got the, the Thin Manager app on my phone. So, uh, you know, my counterpart had the tablet and I just real quick, someone wanted to see it. So I pulled up my phone, opened up the Thin Manager app and took a picture. And then right there, you know, it was on my phone. So they're able to interact with it there. And it, it really opens up their eyes to what's possible because I think that um, there's so many articles right now about mobility and mobile HMIs. And, and it's talked about very much how I think IOT uh, was talked about before it really got any traction is really this pie in the sky, you know, wouldn't a mobile control room, you know, be great. And then to be able to actually go hands-on with uh, a working platform, because we're simulating all these, these reactors back in, back in our home office and to be able to actually interact with real things is, is pretty, pretty cool. And, and the reaction is always, uh, is always awesome too. And it always leads to, well, let's learn more about this. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you just show them pictures or a, you know, a PowerPoint or something, I mean, you can still get your point across, but there's, there's no mistake when they actually see stuff in a live environment. Yep. Yeah. And, and integration, the QR code integration and the relevance, I mean, that even was fun for our development team because, uh, we wanted a way to, uh, just make it seem, just seem like it was, it was automatic. So, we actually had a design contest where we had our engineers enter in um, their own QR codes. And so we had a couple engineers that built uh, software that would generate really neat looking QR codes and integrate it with our logo. So when you look at it at the front of it, it's you know, the Panacea Technologies logo, the QR codes over it, and that's the same logo everywhere. So they're always going to the same thing. It's just that each QR code is slightly different. So I mean, it was neat. We had a whole judging process of which QR code would win and things like that. So it really made it a fun event uh, during the development process here. That's very cool. That's very cool. Well, so you guys, uh, you guys won an award for this project. Yes. And um, I wanted to kind of learn a little bit more about, about what the award was. And I guess if you can tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So uh, we won the um, one of the innovator awards for pharmaceutical manufacturing magazine this year. Uh, and the award is, it's a really, really awesome award. And we're really excited about it because um, there's not really categories for it. So what it is, is that different uh, products get nominated. And then there's a, a team of industry people that take a look at what's there and they pull out what the most innovative technologies are um, as a whole, and then present awards to all of them. So um, it's not as if we won the innovator award just for our specific category with bioprocessing or uh, fermentation or, or benchtop reactors. It was, uh, you were one of the people named industry-wide. So um, you know, it could be that there was a really neat mass flow controller that did something interesting that no one else had done before, or um, there was a couple of them that were diagnostic um, software and things like that that were really pushing the edge of what was possible in bioprocessing and to see open bio win that was, was so awesome because, you know, the comments that we got back were um, not only around the smarts that are built internally, but just the tablet interface and not being tethered to a screen or 
um, not having limitations on number of reactors you can add or, or not having limitations on being able to run recipes on any firmware you want to or, or being able to access your, like it's like this and you're at home and, and something's going wrong to be able to open it up. We have a camera on the top of it. So being able to actually look at your process on your cell phone and then make changes if you need to. Um, they felt that that was really pushing the bounds of what was going on in the bioprocessing space. And so to, to get that was a huge, huge win for our team and something that we were really proud of. Yeah, I think that, I mean, if anything validates your feeling of being innovative, you know, having the recognition from the industry like that, I mean, that's that's pretty huge. Yeah, and it's it's a it's kind of a big burden that we place on all of our engineers here, uh, because our our tag one of our taglines for um, our company is uh, innovative, dedicated, and award winning, and and the award winning is is a bit of a bold statement we put there because we we win an award of some sort every year almost. Um, and it's something that we always push our team to look for ways to be innovative and look for things that um, we can do to showcase what we're good at and showcase why we're always pushing the bounds of what people are doing in the industry, like with mobile HMIs and and, um, and replacing uh, thick clients with tablets and things like that. And, and so it's a it's a tall order for our team. So this was this was a big one to bring in because it really matched up with what um, what we'd like to portray ourselves as. Very cool. Very cool. Well, do, do you guys have, um, I mean, you obviously have other people interested. Do you think you're going to roll out, you know, the same solution moving forward on other projects to other labs and stuff like that? Yeah, we actually already are. So um, that's that's something that's already in the works. Um, and, and so the open bio has transitioned really from uh, what started out as a, as a pet project of sorts um, and an initial deployment um, to, to multiple deployments. And, and so we're treating this um, just like any uh, product manufacturer would treat it and have uh, created marketing and, and a whole campaign around it um, separate from the services that we do as a company and we expect it to grow. So we've got a, we've had meetings ever since we were up in um, Boston for the trade show and, and um, it, word of mouth is starting to get around for um, what they can do. I think the real, the one that kind of changed it is when the first client that we deployed it at got a chance to go hands-on and people got to see what it was capable of the word of mouth um, kind of trickles around the industry. Um, the automation industry is is small, but uh, pharmaceutical and biotech um, within pharma, uh, automation is even smaller. So word travels yeah. there. Um, but yeah, so we expect to support this uh, as a product and and already have a second revision in the works um, that that does a few different things and has a couple of extra um, features on it. So it's something that we're really excited to support long term. That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's an OEM solution using thin manager and that's just, that's fantastic. Yeah. And I mean, with thin manager, the other cool part is, is what you can do with it once it's deployed is almost endless. So, um, answering questions that that's the other thing is seeing people get excited about what it can do. So, Hey, is it possible to make a dashboard screen um, that shows what's going on uh, that we can put on a big screen TV in the lab? Absolutely. I mean, that's something that it's so easy within manager. We can just um, spin up the whatever dashboard screen we want to and have it displayed there. We can have it displayed on, on um, because because most of the buildings you walk into, those TVs just have little thin clients on the back of them. So we can pretty much show it anywhere in the building if you wanted to and, and to be able to um, spin it up at your desk and to be able to do things without actually having to gown up and go into the space. I mean, that um, it really allows a lot even once it's there because it's it's built on Thin Manager so you can pretty much do anything you want with it afterwards. That's really cool. Now, I, I do have a question for you, and I'm sure my development team loves when I do this, but uh, I am wondering, since you've dealt so much with the product, you know, moving into the future, are there any 
features of Thin Manager you'd like to see incorporate any any pet projects for us that you could think that we could roll into Thin Manager in the future? So there's there's actually uh, two. One's one's uh, more of just like a, a compatibility um, with Rockwell stuff since now you guys are, are uh, a Rockwell technology. Um, more integration with some of the the factory talk platforms. Which I know that there's a, a lot of things that work great um, passing between uh, tablet action and and um, like swiping gestures and things like that. So that's just a that's just a, a minor request. But the big one that we had talked about that we think would be so cool if Thin Manager had was uh, something like a FaceTime type feature that Apple has, um, or or any sort of video chat where. Uh, you could talk to somebody that they could use a web camera and on a tablet, you could use both the front facing camera and the rear camera. Because what we were thinking is that um, if you had somebody in the lab or, or even um, we've, we've done a lot of projects with Thin Manager outside of this. So even in our in, in the deployments where we've done tablet based control in the manufacturing space, uh, being able to talk to a technician where you're sitting in front of a paddle or you're sitting in front of a process and and being able to to have your tablet and and show the person on the other end what's going on. Um, and then maybe have like a little picture in picture thing on the screen to where they can see your face and you can see their face. So it kind of gives you the feel that they're there. Uh, we think that that would make productivity just skyrocket. I mean, there's so many places where um, if you've ever had to go into a pharmaceutical facility, the gown process to get into a manufacturing space is, is very extensive and not everybody has it. So if you could provide a way for multiple people to be there virtually without actually being there, that'd be huge. That's really cool. Actually, I, I really like that idea. <laughs> I'm going to have to suggest that. No, I think that's a really cool idea. And, um, you know, we we have version 11 coming out in December. And I do believe there's uh, a lot of work with factory talk integration becoming a tighter thing. So I think that's actually already in the works. But I love I love the idea of a FaceTime thing. That's that's really cool. Yeah. And, and I think that mobile HMIs are not uh, they're not that far out there. I know if you look at the articles maybe a year ago, there was a lot of like, oh, this will never happen. And, and um, it was all the, the typical people were, were worried about uh, reliability and, and wireless networks and things like that. But um, we actually have one of our uh, more experienced than manager engineers up in Montreal right now at the ISA conference. And uh, he's presenting, uh, he's specifically presenting on um, thin clients and and mobility, um, specifically mobile HMIs, and and specifically within that, talking about thin manager deployments. And he said that uh, he was a little bit worried because, especially at ISA conferences, um, things around HMIs can get very heated. I remember, I believe, it was the ISA 101 standard when they were going through that. There were some of the most heated meetings I've ever been in before. And so I, I, he was a little bit worried about some of the questions he was going to get. But he said that people were ecstatic about it, and and there was a lot of people wanting to know about what pro, what steps they need to take to deploy it, and, and how they can get there, um, what training looks like, things like that. So I, I don't think it's it's that far away in the future for deploying these. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, we have found a lot of people or a lot of you know customers where they say you know the salesperson says I, they they don't seem that interested in mobility. We don't really need to talk about that. And then you know next thing you know they're like oh tell us about relevance or let's let's talk you know and it, and it seems like it's on the mind of everybody whether they've deployed any kind of mobility or not. You know people are thinking about it and people are using tablets and phones and and they want to know what's possible. Yeah, and and I think from a lifecycle management standpoint, if you can separate. A, a hardware and software layer and have two different management um, cycles for both of those, 
um, when you have something like thin clients, the management is incredibly easy. I mean, your, your thin client breaks, you can get a new one. If your tablet breaks, you can get a new one. And that's still um, not that you should have the attitude of, of let's get new tablets and thin clients all the time, but it's still more cost effective than replacing thick clients on a regular basis because the development cycles for them are getting much quicker than they used to be. I mean, it used to be every 10 years and every six years, and now it's every one to one and a half years, you see a new version with some new complex migration path and uh, being able to maintain your software in one location and maintain your hardware. I mean, you can extend life cycles to 10 or 15 years, which is, is really incredible. Um, it just, it cracks us up because we have a lot of customers that point out that we seem to have regressed, even though the technology is better. Uh, so we started out with this concept of a mainframe and a terminal to access that mainframe. And then it was, no, everybody gets their own personal computer and, and the application is going to be there. And which made sense because, because memory and, and, and processing got a lot cheaper. Uh, now we're back to, Hey, everything's going to be stored in one area and you've got a terminal to access it. So uh, we always get that joke, but the technology is much better. Yeah. It's like a full circle. It's like fashion. Yep. You know, it just comes back around. <laughs> All right. Well, Will, thank you so much for coming on today. This, this has been great stuff. I, th I think it's really cool what you guys have done with the manager and with, you know, just biotop reactors in general. I think you guys are really excelling and I think there's going to be cool stuff in the future. Yeah. Thank you very much for having us. That's all the time we have for this episode of The Plant. To learn more about Panacea Technologies, visit their website at panaceatech.com. As always, for more information on Thin Manager, visit thinmanager.com. I'm your host, Brian Harned. We look forward to talking to you next time on The Plant.